This speaker has been recorded at an online meeting of Addictive Eaters Anonymous. You can email us at contact at aeainfo.org. I'm Vanessa, I'm an addictive eater, and you know, I'm grateful to be here to get to share my story with everyone. And um, yeah, grateful to be sober today. Um, when I was preparing my dinner this evening, I was just thinking how different it is today with food on like, you know, for a normal working day. And I just remembered how like at lunchtime, <clears throat> my last job before I, I came to, to meetings, um, the office was above a supermarket. And every lunchtime, I used to go to the supermarket and walk up and down the aisles and take food off the shelf and eat it while I was walking around and then put the, the wrappers um, behind other things on, on the shelf um, because I couldn't really afford the, um, the, well, I guess I like to kind of eat all the, or steal all the expensive food, but didn't like to pay, I didn't like to pay for the cheap stuff. So, um, so yeah, I just spend that my lunchtime break and then I'd be back at work after lunch and I'd be, you know, I would have vomited afterwards. So I would be a bit lightheaded and I wouldn't be able to um, really focus on my work or meet my deadlines. And that would just make my anxiety worse. Um, and then I probably would binge again in work. And, and then on the way home, I used to stop in shops as well or a restaurant. There was a all-you-can-eat buffet um, on my way home. And yeah, so that was most, most days, most working days. And I had a housemaid and I just used to tell her that I had a lot of overtime and that's why I was really late coming back from work every evening. But I was actually just on, on my own, just eating after work. And yeah, it was a very miserable place and very, very lonely. And I spent a lot of time just on my own with food. And um I think about now it's so much time wasted really but anyway that's just, that's what I did um and you know I, I wanted to stop um I knew it was affecting my life and affecting um my relationships my friendships I knew it was making my work more difficult um and I wanted to stop but I I I couldn't um this was kind of in my late twenties now and it started in my late teens. Um, and I would try, I'd be like, okay, today is gonna to be different, right, Vanessa? You know, just stay away from this, just eat this, um, don't eat after this time. And all these, try and come up with all these schemes not to binge and purge for the day, but um, I might get a day or, or two or not, but, I remember I used to get this feeling that my skin was crawling, you know, that uh, I just had to eat. And 
nothing would come between me once once I'd made that decision that I was going to eat and I had to eat nothing nothing would stop me um and I get that ease and comfort once I started eating um oh like everything's okay now um but then afterwards you know that terrible remorse and shame and guilt I can't believe you did it again you're such a pig you're so fat and um so I I remember a few times I would convince myself oh oh my throat's so sore from throwing up I, I know what I need I just need to go to the shop and get some yogurt that that will really help um, but then they just set me off another binge. So just on this yeah, constant circle, really, cycle of it. Um, anyway, just grateful it got really painful and I didn't get that, um, that, you know, comfort anymore from it. It was just, it was just pain. Um, and... I couldn't stop. I, I couldn't even get those days or, or a day or two anymore. Um, it was just, it was just out of control and I knew I needed help. Um, so eventually I got into the rooms AEA and um, I had to admit that I had been beaten by food and that I wasn't a normal eater um, and that I couldn't do it my way. That um, um, my ways of trying to cut out certain foods or whatever schemes I had, it, it just wasn't working. And um, I remember there was a time um, I didn't even have any food in the house, like nothing, because if I had any food, I'd just binge on it. And I remember my brother coming over um, and going to my fridge, fridge and there was just ketchup, mayonnaise uh, or mustard or a couple of things. That's all I had. Um, and yeah, I thought it was funny, but now I think back that, yeah, just I couldn't have any food around. Um, but now I have a full fridge and yeah, it doesn't talk to me. I don't feel I have to eat it in one go. Um, but yeah, that's from eventually surrendering and realizing, yeah, as I said, that I can't. Um, can't do this on my own. I needed help, <clears throat> and yeah, I got to um, came to meetings, and I just, I just really remember hearing members sharing about how it was for them, and that they weren't doing it anymore, um, and they just seemed to be free of the food and seemed to be living their life. I wasn't living my life. I was living to eat really. And um, I just really wanted what they had, you know, and it just, it just gave me a lot of hope. I felt really hopeless for a few years. Um, so it's definitely what kept me coming back in those early days. And, you know, I was still eating and, um, but yeah, I kept coming back. Um, and um, yeah, I got a sponsor and got on the program and um, yeah, I did the 12 steps and um, yeah, and just, um, yeah, I got to 
yeah, fully, yeah, fully admit to myself that I'm powerless over food and I need a higher power that I, on my own, um, just doesn't work. And, and I need a power greater than myself. And um, I found that really hard to kind of grasp early on, but I think some more eating really helped me realize that I, um, I needed something outside of myself that will help me and yeah sponsor can can stop me it has to be from a higher power um so yeah eventually a tiny bit of willingness and that kind of just kind of grew I guess um prayer meditation helps with that and just yeah just trying to open my mind to it I guess um and yeah, just I guess it just grows slowly. It grew slowly for me anyway. Um, and yeah, and then I have I had experience with um restricting food within my food plan, and so yeah, I had to realize that yeah, the food plan isn't everything, it's in that surrender. Um and I hadn't really I hadn't fully surrendered, so um yeah I had to really surrender my weight and just um yeah just get honest with what I was doing with my food plan and um yeah so I'm sober today you now a few years and yeah just yeah just great even you know as I share just the difference in my day and I got to I had a deadline today I got to finish got that got that done and in the food I just I just couldn't meet deadlines and get to have my meals on time today and nothing more nothing less and I don't think about food in between my meals before you know it just was such a massive part of my life and now I feel I have life in between my meals and um yeah but really really great life today and um just really grateful to the program and all the members I can't do it without the members of this program and so grateful to all their time and to sponsorship as well and um just getting to hear that their ex sponsors experience and just the wisdom and um yeah so so yeah it's a great life in AEA and I'm just really grateful to be sober so thanks <laughs>